Hi guys, welcome back to Divorce Confessional. Um, today's gonna be a little bit different. I think I've been ranting a lot and just upset, you know, at the things that have come my way this month because it's been a lot of new things, a lot of unexpected things. Um, I still feel like I'm kind of sidelined by the divorce being finalized and everything. After two years of fighting, it's like done, but I'm left with all this feeling of anger and pain and just resentment. But today I'm, I just want to talk about, you know, how I'm feeling and what, what's going through my head lately. It's not even, you know, anything in particular. Um, I've been really struggling this holiday season with depression And the thing is, it's not my first holiday single. It's not. Um, Last year was my first one all on my own. Um, It was when we were separated. And a year into our disillusionment process, um, this time last year, I knew that I would have to file for divorce if I ever wanted out because things were just not, you know, he was not cooperating. We were not able to come to an agreement on basics. After, you know, a year of him saying um, he agreed with me on everything I was writing with my attorney, he just turned the tables and then I was looking at divorce. I didn't realize it would take another year um, for that to be final. But this time last year and this year are very, very different. This time last year, and I don't want to cry thinking about it, but if you can tell my voice is already choked up. Um... But this time last year, we were together. We were able to take our son to things, Um, you know, Christmas events as a family. We were able to do together. And that was something I thought we would be able to continue because, you know, we were a year into the process. I didn't understand how things would change once he saw the power switch You know, when I filed for divorce, when I took these things away from him as a narcissist, he was very hurt and offended by that. Um, What hurts a narcissist most, I think, and what they can't forgive is you owning your power, you know, when you're getting away from them. And he never wanted back. You know, he wasn't this person who even tried couples counseling, wasn't even going to try to stay with me. So he never wanted that, but from last year to this, there's been a huge switch, mainly because I, you know, stuck my, stuck to my ground, was like, no, me and my son need this to live on, we need this to start over, and we won, ultimately, because, you know, he didn't have a good argument, being, you know, as well off as I made him during the marriage, um, I was left with nothing. So it was real easy for me to come in with my lawyer and be like, look, I'm not getting half. We already know I'm not getting half. Um, I deserve to walk away with, you know, even a quarter. And that's what I got for two years only. So it's been real difficult, real hard. You know, to accept that we went from being able to co-parent to this, 
you know, from last year to this, he went 180 on all of our parenting choices together. Um, yeah, I'd spent my marriage, my life with him. We spent our lives protecting our son from his family. Um, he's very abusive. And then as soon as I step out of the picture, he offers our son up to them, you know, on a silver plate. And he did for Thanksgiving. I wasn't able to get a hold of him. And he's going to again for Christmas. And just knowing that breaks my heart, you know, over and over again. To know that my ex is willing to put our son in harm's way. Just because, you know, he feels that gives him power. It feels like it, that gives him say. I know they're probably paying all his attorney things because they're rich. And he's... You know, right back in that. So for me, it's real difficult, you know, to navigate the season and to reclaim my own peace in it. I just feel like I'm dealing with the aftermath of all that he left behind. And I am because, you know, we went from being able to co-parent to him harassing me for a year the past year has been nothing but threat after threat after threat um you know from him in text in person over the phone um it's been a real hard year and I've been pretty shaken up this whole year because I was able to watch a guy who I already knew was abusive get even worse you know I thought it would get better getting out and it's been nothing but more abuse from him for a year now. And I know that it will get better in the future because as our son gets older, I'll have less and less contact with him um, because I won't have to. And ultimately, my goal is no contact. You know, our son can choose when he gets older what kind of involvement he wants with his dad, and that's on him. But as for me personally, I cannot wait, you know, until I'm able to go fully no contact with this guy. And I think that's what, you know, it's hard because I have therapy tonight, um, and I feel like only my counselor or therapist really understands that because she's been there. Um, and maybe a couple other single moms I know. That's it. But beyond that, it's like... <sighs> I don't feel like I'm living up to anyone's expectations of me on where I should be in the healing process. And that is so unfair. You know, on top of everything else I've been dealing with this year, just to know that I'm not where someone else thinks I should be, and they're willing to tell me that. It's just real hurtful right now. Um, if you hear me in the background, that's my oven. I'm making cookies for his class. Um, but to give an example, like even with my family, I don't think they really understand you know, how this has been on me and how it affects me so bad this year. The holidays and 
um, you know, just what I've said before, my county's visitation schedule really, you know, giving it all to him this year, weeks at a time. Um, I just looked ahead and I don't get him for his birthday. I don't get him for spring break, which is another week. I don't get him from Christmas Day through New Year's. I don't get that this year. And that's really, really difficult. Last year we were amicable about it. You know, even though the county said one thing, we split up the days so that it was equal for both parents. And, you know, our son is five. I feel like a week away from his mother, especially with him being autistic, is crazy. It's crazy. But tonight I have therapy and I'm going and I really, really need to go, you know, before the holidays hit. Um, And I had asked my mom to watch my son almost a week ago now. And she said, yeah, no problem. Well, yesterday and today, she's like, I really want to go to this thing with my friends. Um can't you move it to another day? I'm like, no, I can't move it to another day. You know, this appointment is only today until after the New Year's. I can't, you know, postpone it or move it because they're closed, you know, normal reasons. And, you know, not to mention she won't see her grandson in that time frame that he's gone. But instead of me, and this is how it's been lately, instead of me being able to rely on my family for help, um, I haven't been because whenever my son is with them, I have to worry, is he getting where he should be? Is he, you know, it's hard for me to explain, but like just my mom's response is just so insensitive. And finally she said, it's like, oh, I thought better of it. I'll watch him tonight. Well, she hits me with another text just like 15 minutes ago. That was her asking, can I be sure I'm out by a certain time because she still wants to go out? I'm like, okay. I mean, it's therapy. Mom, I'll put a timer on so I'll, you know, I'll stop crying for the hour I'm there to be able to make sure you get to where you need to be, even though you agreed to this a week ago. I have no words like I really don't and I've cried over it I'm still hurt by it because this is really important for me and my son this is important for me to be a good mom to him that I'm healing that I'm talking it through with someone and you know my family puts more importance on you know doing their lives are going on as if nothing happened, which is normal, I guess. But in some ways, when you're stuck and you're dealing with the hurt, you just want someone else's life to stop a little bit. Maybe just take a pause. And that it just hurts me that this is their attitude towards it and that they know the depth of what I'm going through and they just don't 
they're not there for me. That really, really hurts. That really hurts. I just feel like I'm a mess. <laughs> if you can't tell, I've been crying all day. Um, I think navigating holidays is just so difficult. Especially as a mom. Because in my heart, I'm like, I have given up everything for this child. You know, I've sacrificed everything in my life. And I think a lot of moms out there are in the same place. And it just really, really hurts. You know, when you don't feel you're getting the respect you need from your kids because of what they're seeing from other people. And I know he's only five, but the way his father treats me definitely rubs into him. We've had to have a lot of talks about respect and what it means to say yes, mom, what it means, you know, to have rules in mom's house where he grew up here. Just, you know, our parenting style is different. I expect more out of him than his father does. I expect him to be polite and respectful because it's hard enough being a single mom. I don't want to be a single mom with a brat. <laughs> like, I'll just be honest. And so I've been really aware of how I'm treating him and how he treats me and just how, you know, I know his dad thinks it's okay to hit women. So I'm trying to, even as a five-year-old, put it into his head that respect is something that, that you need to give at all times. You know, if I'm upset, it's okay for me to ask for space. If he's upset, it's okay for him to go to his room and calm down. It's not something, you know. And so I think it's just really hard. There's no easy way to, to put it, and I don't even know what to say. It's just hard. And I feel like, you know, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be as far as healing goes. I know I'm where I need to be right now. And that's in this messy phase of grief. One day you're okay, the next day you're full of rage. It's just that's where I'm at. And that's going to have to be okay. And that's where I'm at right now. It's like I don't have any other encouragement to offer except if this, if you're going through this or you can relate to this in any way, it's you're not alone. This is normal. You know, I'm, I need to tell this to myself too. It's like I need to be kind to myself. I need to be nice to myself. Because I know deep down, it's like I'm a kind person. The anger and hate I'm feeling is not me. And it's okay to feel this way. I think we get this false idea that the holidays were supposed to be full of love and joy and peace. And when you're going through a divorce, um, 
it's really, really okay not to be okay. It's okay for holidays and get-togethers to only hurt you more. The thought of having to do things alone for the first time, you know, maybe this is your first year showing up to your family things with just you and the kids. You know, maybe this is the first year you don't have your partner with you right now. And that is so hard. Like, even if it's a good thing, even if you wanted to be away from this horrible, horrible person, it still hurts to know that, you know, for whatever reason, they couldn't or they didn't change to be in your family, to be there for you and the kids. And it just really, really sucks. I just think, you know, I need to take a breath today and acknowledge the the pain and the hurt and acknowledge that, you know, I'm not, this holiday season is not going to be perfect. It's not going to be, you know, anything I think I'll want to remember. Maybe I'll be wrong, you know, maybe it'll be great and I won't be as much of a mess this time when he's out of state as I was last time you know I'm going to try to guard myself and set more ground rules and be like really really lay it out set video calls 7pm on the dot he has to be made available he has to be you know without interference without people telling him to hang up the phone This is what I expect. This is what he should be getting from me when he's with you. Because even though I offer that, even though I do that every time, it's not reciprocated. And so when he's away from me, it is so painful to be hung up on, to be sent to voicemail when I try to get a hold of him. And he's out of state. It just hurts my heart to know he's going to be that far. And, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. But I need to stop crying. I need to finish my cookies and I need to get him to school. Um, But I just wanted to pop in and be real with you guys. Because let's be real, nobody's really listening to this. To get advice. I mean, maybe you are great. If you got any advice from anything I've ever said, great. But I feel like a lot of times we listen to podcasts and people talking because we see ourselves in them. And I can't do that without being able to record and do this when I'm really upset because that's that's real. That's what happens. That's my life right now. And I'm really you know, blessed anyone listens to this and that's my hope that, you know, together we feel a little less alone. So I'm going to wipe my face and then get to baking, but I wish you all the best and I really hope, you know, in some way, shape or form you find joy this holiday, you know, in some area. I'll talk to you guys later.